0: Back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Welcome back to another episode of the Rant. Today is Friday, February twelfth. Last night, Purdue travels to Minnesota and gets uh...
1: just beat. I mean, yeah, but
0: it it was a
1: it was a
0: discouraging loss. Yeah, it was not. It was a discouraging loss, and uh, I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't want to do this, so I'm not going to do it. So I'm just going to go to the next point that I was going to make. Um, (laughs) I
1: think I know what the point you were going to make is. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'll make it later. I'm not going to lead this show off with that. Um, The big difference in this game, uh, you know, when when you look at the stats and the breakdown of everything, the big difference is Purdue didn't hit threes and Minnesota did. I mean that is the difference. If you look it's at funny this,
1: they shot badly too, they just shot less badly than Purdue, yeah, right?
0: Yeah. I mean it's hard to shoot worse than twelve percent from three, yeah, they shot which Purdue did. Uh they shot twenty nine percent. So still
1: bad, but less bad. It's all it's almost double not as bad as Purdue.
0: The, eloquently said. Eloquently yeah. said. Um Yeah, here's the thing. I mean, watching this game, Purdue actually looked pretty good across the board. It's just the glaring issue was their complete inability to hit a three-point shot, which clearly yeah. cost them this game. But but the thing is, defensively, they looked great for most of the game. You know, they were hitting twos, they were hitting layups and, and mid-range shots, and they didn't have a stretch like they've had this season, where they just go completely cold for six minutes, right? It didn't seem like that. it was a little bit more balanced, just, you know from a viewer standpoint and that's why this one hurts a little bit more than let's say like a maryland where there were scoring droughts this one it just again like if just a handful of threes go down i mean this is a completely different. this is a 10 point victory instead of a you know three point upset
1: yeah i think also defensively it's important to note i mean they're two best players I mean, Robbins had 11 points on 11 shots, which is obviously not, not great for a good. big man. And no. then Carr had 19 points on 18 shots, which is still not very good at all, right? I mean, the only guy who was really remotely efficient on their team was Kalsher, which mm. is odd because he's actually been the one who had been shooting the worst. Out of yeah, the three I of mean, them this entire season. But... To me,
0: that's not surprising, right? It was surprising that he had been so bad this yeah, season, shooting like 20 something percent from from three. But shooter like shooter. he he shot forty percent in a season before, so I, I I kind of was worried that he was due for a game where he couldn't miss, which was basically t- which was last night. I mean he hit a big three towards the end of the game too to to cut the lead down, and eventually they took the lead. But you know Carr six of his nineteen points came in the last minute and a half right, the tying bucket and the go-ahead three. And I'm going to talk about the go-ahead three in a bit because I'm (laughs) still mad about that. But, I mean, the thing is, Purdue got beat not the way I thought that. I mean,
1: I... I think the other thing is, I mean, we talk about points and shots, right? I, I think that we became... Aside of, okay, Eric Hunter had an unusually good game for his standards, but everybody else couldn't buy a shot, so we ended up forcing a lot of Travion, and yes, he had 24 points, but he also took 21 shots, right? Which, again, it's...
0: Here's what I'll say about Travion, right? (laughs) I know you're going to be mad with that stat line because he missed 10 shots and he took 21 field goals. I will say, I'd say about six of those field goals came on two offensive possessions where he put up a layup, got his own rebound, put it up again got blocked, grabbed yeah. the board, right? So I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass in addition to the fact that he actually played outstanding all across the board last yeah, night, right? I, I mean, obviously he put up 24 points, which is big. He had 10 boards. That was big. He played the best defense he's ever played in my eyes against a guy that's bigger than him and a better shot blocker than him um, in Liam Robbins. He played really good defense and... And so I will I will give Travion a pass, and I actually think that was one of his better games this season, even though he shot eleven of twenty one from the field. Um, but you're right. I mean, besides Eric Hunter and Travion, I mean, and and Zach Eady off the bench. This was a game to forget. I mean, Jaden Ivey one of eight, Brandon Newman two of seven, Wheeler one of four, Stefanovic zero oh of three. Right, Stefanovic still looks very off. He doesn't yeah, he doesn't look like he's fully back. I mean, he, he I think he's got to get back into a rhythm. I mean, he missed 2 weeks, 3 games. And for no. a guy that's a shooter, yeah, uh, he's going to need to get back into a rhythm. And unfortunately, we really needed a little bit of him in that game because because nobody else was hitting shots.
1: Yeah, I think what was what was wild to me is it's this game again, of course, a lot of it was, you know, hunter and Trayvon having good games but this game it's it's very rare that you can point to a singular thing mm-hmm. and be like this was the sole reason we lost that game yeah right i mean and the the shooting splits in the three-pointers are just somehow more pathetic because it was one for 10 in one half and then one, one for seven in the other. other yeah yeah right but it's because we didn't turn the ball over we were under our season average in oh yeah and a we lot didn't we had, foul too badly. Yeah, he I mean Gil is, Gil is fouled out. Gil fouled out, but
0: I mean that's kind of not unexpected, right? Like
1: yeah. he always is kind of close.
0: And and it's and it's like if I want someone fouling out, it's probably him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it it was that's why I'm saying it was like it was such a very disheartening way to lose because yeah. it was like we did everything very, very solidly that game, except the three point shot, and that's what yeah. killed us. And of course, Minnesota wasn't shooting very well either I mean they hit majority of their threes towards the end of the game of course right five of 12 you you look at the time Gabe kalsher one I don't remember the timestamp but it was towards the end and it was to cut cut the lead down to I think about fo- to, to three, three points right points. then you had car to tie it and then you had car to win with like 40 seconds left and l- I'm gonna talk about the shot I mean Carr, obviously, I know he's a great offensive player. He's a great shooter, whatever. He's one of those guys that's just gonna get buckets. He he he's not afraid to shoot any shot, right? So I get that. But the shot he took just made no sense, right? It was early shot clock, it was a deep three, it was off balance on his like back shoulder fade. He with Eric Hunter there. like in his face <laughs> a little bit, and it would have no arc and it banked off the backboard and went in, which is also just how does that go in, right? right <laughs> How does that go in, and and Purdue gets open shots and they don't go in, and I will never understand that. The universe just hates me, hates Purdue. It doesn't make any sense. So that I mean, uh, once he hit that, I was kind of like, I mean, there's no way. And then of course Travion gets gets whistled for a travel. Yeah, he got blocked, but the foul, I don't think that was the right call. That was kind of lame, if you ask me. Um, it was just, it was an ugly way to finish the game after that. I think the three definitely just got everybody a little rattled because, I mean, it's hard if a guy hits a three like that to just turn around and, and shake it off, right? It is, off, a right? That's it a is I mean, it is, is a dagger. A dagger it is a dagger. Um, And it just, I mean, it just stunk.
1: The The only reason we're kind of worried about this not because this game is going to really mean anything. No, I mean,
0: Durham, again, not. Purdue's still sitting in a great spot at 13-8, yeah, and eight, right? I mean, it's they're more not...
1: Of a, it's more of a... As you move forward and you play better teams, because, you know, the teams that you're going to play in you know, the Big Ten tournament, and then going on if you get into March Madness, which Purdue most likely will. I mean, barring completely unforeseen circumstances, Purdue will be playing in March. So when you play teams at that level... You have, I'm not saying you have to be an elite three-point shooting team. You have to make some. You have to be competent. And I'll remind you, you know, just a little delve back into history. (laughs) Probably the best college team, and Lee, you can agree, the best college team to never win a title was that John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, like Eric Bledsoe, Kentucky team. Mm -hmm. They didn't win, they, they went out in like the last eight in the tournament And they still won more games than the national title. They won like 30-something games that year. It was Mm -hmm. was just crazy, right? They were blowing teams out. They blew out North Carolina that year, which was another really good team. They
0: could not. And
1: they could not. The one game that they couldn't hit threes, they were playing West Virginia in the Elite Eight. And West Virginia hit threes, and they didn't. And they ended up losing by like five or six points, right? Well, it's just you know if, if that kind of a team that can get to the paint at will right that dude that, that team had nba guys all over it they could yeah. get to the paint whenever they wanted. but you still have to be able to shoot the three because three is still because worth more than two well and
0: also if you only go for twos and you can't shoot the three guess what that's a lot easier to defend and you become you know a little bit yeah. one defend one dimensional and unfortunately Purdue all season has been so inconsistent from three, right? Because you'll have one game where they'll go out and shoot 60% from three, and then they'll have three games where they go and shoot under 20% from three. And that's the part that's so frustrating. It's like, how is it so hot and cold, right? There needs to be a balance. And I'm not asking for 40%. Like, give me 30% every game. I'll be more than happy. Right. Yeah,
1: and without Stefanovic, those 60% games are becoming kind of few and far between. Oh, yeah,
0: because he's a large part of because why we shoot so Because the reason of
1: those sh- – exactly. Him going like six for eight or something like that was a lot of the uh, the reason we were shooting 60% the other, the games.
0: The other thing I will say about this game that, that's, that hurts, right, is because the Maryland game was basically this same deal where we gave mm-hmm. up a lead late. And earlier in the season, we were doing that to teams, right? You look at Michigan State. You look at Ohio State we were the ones doing this to other teams right but now against two teams that i would say produce better than right minnesota and I maryland i would agree with that we are not able to close the door late and that to me is concerning cuz you think as you get towards the end of the season you want to be hitting your peak and it's you know these two kind of losses leave a little bit of like a you know a bitter taste in my mouth cuz it's just like ah these are games you really got to put away right if you want to be you know, considered legit. And also just, if you want a better seed, if you want all that stuff, you have to put these games away. And that's the annoying thing is, you know, Purdue had a chance to maybe put themselves back into a conversation for a big 10 title. Now that, you know, I always dropped a few and stuff like that. And now they kind of fall a little closer to 500. You know, it's becomes tougher to do that. I'm not worried again, because this team is so young and the expectations were not this high for me going in the season. So at this point, we've already met and exceeded my exceeded expectations, expectations, but it's still, is just like, this is a game that we really should. Put
1: well, it's also like once, once the expectations have been exceeded, right. You don't just want to rest on your laurels. You want oh, to yeah. say, okay, now we have new expectations for you. Not because, you know, we're trying to be mean, but because you've proven that you could exceed the old ones. Right. Mm, of and course. so it's the same thing, right? Like we are both, you know, big fans of Ivy's play style and stuff like that, but you know, we're not going to give him a pass, not just for the one for eight, but it's also like your shot selection.
0: I mean, four threes. He should not be taking threes four threes a game. He should not. At
1: this stage, is just not the correct diet for that guy, right? I mean, and no. also, for the first time this season, uh, he had a little bit of the butter handles, you know, a little bit of the, yeah, uh, four turnovers the throwing the ball away. Yeah, not four great. Four turnovers for four assists, which is not, not great. Um, just overall a forgettable night. We're gonna continue to highlight Zach Eady, though. Yeah, I I I did want to field goals. I did want to. He hits his free throws.
0: I point that out because we made the we made the comment the last game that you know he was actually doing you know post moves and whatnot. And and the thing is today's game, it wasn't just post moves. He actually showed you know that he has a little bit of touch off off the backboard and you know hook shots stuff like that. So it's really nice to see. And I mean, if he's already putting things together like this, it's just like next year. And the year after, he's going to be so good. He's going to be so good. Yeah. And if he gets stronger, oh, man. Oh, man.
1: I think it's also he, he's the kind of guy who I think because he started the sport late, right? I know he went to IMG, which kind of is like, you know, one of those like prep to pro kind of powerhouse type programs. But I don't think even he was looking at himself and was like, you know, like basketball, this is kind of going to be like, you know, my thing. And then I think when he got to college, he's like, wait, I'm seven <laughs> four. Right, if I become even passable skill wise, I mean, yeah,
0: NBA free trade, right?
1: Exactly. I'm like look and at the Taco is,
0: Fall. Taco Fall was nothing yeah, exactly. really that impressive right. besides his exactly. height. And guess what? He's in the NBA, and yeah. he will stay in the NBA because he's seven foot eight.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, and the thing is, he has good shot blocking potential, not just because of his size. His timing's actually not bad. Right. His positioning isn't bad. He's. His, The most impressive thing for me, especially for like a really big dude, is he hits his free throws, which is mm-hmm. remarkable, especially for guys who haven't played that long and who are that big with mm-hmm. like, you know, 12 and a half inch hands. Yeah, that's just that can be difficult sometimes. So the fact and his stroke honestly doesn't even look that terrible. It's not like, you know, they're going in off three bounces off the rim. Like it looks pretty good. Yeah. You know, again, for, I'm not saying, you know, it looks like Redick, but like it looks pretty good for a seven foot, you know, plus kind of guy. Mm -hmm. and if and if he can just be you know at the beginning of the season it was like even when he got a dunk you were like wait is he gonna kind of like you know hit this off the back of the rim or something like that if he can even just be like certain field goals where it's like okay i know if Edie gets it within three feet of the basket like i know this is going in like he's just dunking over the guy yeah like if you can just get to the point where you can just put that up in the stat column almost before he even shoots Mm it then you're just like 'Cause just to have that target, right? Like we talked about that inbound play last week where somebody just threw it to his hands and he just dunked it. Yeah. Right? And, and Well they did
0: that last night. They they threw an alley oop and he just like he just tapped it down into the basket. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like he has to jump six inches off the ground and he's catching alleys from the top of the key. Like that's just the way it is, right? Because again, it's college. There's not that many huge dudes around. But I really think that his development is, is honestly one of the most uh positive encouraging, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. without yeah. a doubt. Just because again, There's such a lack and I'm not going to try and say like he's like a a great big man. I'm not going to be that, you know, dumb, but like there's such a lack of even moderately good big men in college outside of, you know, the one and done guys Mm -hmm. who and again, the one and done programs right now are not looking great. So there's kind of a lack of, of really good bigs at, you know, at programs that kind of stay for more than a year or two. And you can see what kind of a difference they make, right? Like even Robbins, who I'm not going to say that he's, you know, a lottery pick level of a player, but even somebody like Liam Robbins or somebody like Dickinson, those guys make a massive difference at the collegiate level, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Well, just yeah, to we'll have, have stability, because you've seen how many teams are playing with like a fake center, right? Like some six eight dude. I mean, like, yeah. Look at really, Maryland, like, Dante forward. Scott, exactly. who who exactly. is
0: not a center, right? But no, he's just he's a good guy that they but throw out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's let's move on. Next game is Tuesday. At seven o'clock, that's an ESPN against Michigan State. This is a rematch of the game that was in East, East Lansing that time. Purdue stole. Um, oh, yeah. That first game was ugly oh, for was both terrible. teams, right? I mean, low scoring. Final score was fifty-five to fifty-four. Purdue scored sixteen in the first half, thirty-nine in the second, right? I had to hit a game win. But they, <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, Purdue only hit. They only shot about twelve and a half percent from three that game, and Michigan State hit. Uh, was 23% from 3 that game. So both teams played terribly. Michigan State only scored 23 in, in the second half that game. So I don't expect that a second time around. Uh Michigan State on a two game win streak, they kind of stumbled coming out of their COVID quarantine uh just like mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, but they're starting to pick things up a little a little bit again. They beat Nebraska, they beat Penn State. Neither of the games were terribly high scoring though. Against Neither of the games, they, uh, they scored more than 70, uh, in the last, the last two. Um, I, I don't know what to think of Michigan state again. It's very well documented. I had them very high beginning of the season. Clearly they are not what I thought they were 10 and seven overall four and seven in conference.
1: One of the few teams that shoots worse than Purdue. The yeah, there aren't <laughs>
0: too many at this stage of the season.
1: If it's one thing that's obvious, though, when you see they got like smoked by Rutgers and they got smoked by Ohio State, if there's one thing that really tears this team apart, it's good guard play. Yeah, which is surprising because, like, these guys. I guess
0: Aaron Henry's a forward, so that kind of makes sense. Yeah, but, like, he plays like four. besides Aaron Henry, I mean, they're just... no Nobody on that team really wows me anymore right like i thought joshua lankford would be better than he's been I thought jerry joey hauser would be a little bit better than he's been but i mean if you look at the first game and you look at this one travion is going to be huge in this game as he was in the first game how many he he had the game winner the 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 touch like elbow jumper at the buzzer uh in the first game um he had 26 on 9 of 14 shooting 8 of 12 from the free throw line so he's gonna get fouled He's going to get fouled. Yeah. But, like, if you just look at the big man, Joey Hauser cannot guard Travion Williams because he's just smaller than him, right? Like, Travion Williams can just push him around yeah. purely because he's got Henry's the weight.
1: more of a weak side blocker, so.
0: And, and, and Aaron Henry, I, I mean, he's a good player, but he just doesn't scare me, right? Like the best player on a, a couple other teams would, no, and, right? And- He's not like a Marcus Carr where I'm worried about him dropping 30 no. in one game. He's a solid player, but I don't think he's a true, like, number one go-to here's, guy. Here's the
1: other thing. This is one of those other teams where I just... One of the few teams where I'm really not worried about their, their long-range...
0: No, they're not threat, a shooting team.
1: Right? They're not. They're not. I mean, they're good from the line, but this is going to sound bad. This team, if we take away the brand name Michigan State Michigan State... This is probably the second worst team in the Big Ten.
0: Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah based I, I, on I say, I based on that, like, stats and results this season, without a question.
1: I just don't see the factor for them to pop, right? with Even with the other like not-so-great teams like Penn State, Northwestern. Like, what's the, the combination
0: this, like, of things that have to yeah, go right for them to play there's, like there's really one well?
1: one game. There's one guy on each of those teams that you're like, okay, that guy could go for 25 and they could win a game. With these guys, it's like, I'm just not... I know defensively they're going to be okay, right? Mm. I mean, all Michigan State teams now just to bring that back in because it is still a Thomas. But good they're team. not
0: really that good defensively this year. They're really not. No,
1: I know. but They, they allow like really...
0: 71 points a game.
1: Yeah. But it's it's just offensively I don't see anybody who I'm like, oh, man, that guy could go for 30 on us. Like,
0: There's nobody I'm worried about, yeah, taking over for them. And here's the thing. Purdue played about as poorly as you could oh, oh, offensively man. that game. And, you know, hey, boy. based on the trends, Purdue's offense has not been great recently. So but it's dude better than seventy percent. It, but it's but it's better than it was in that first game. So here's the thing: if Purdue can have even the offensive output they had against with Minnesota, right, just from the field, I'm not worried about the three point shooting right now. They should be fine in this game, right? If they can play good defense as they have been recently, um, and as they did in the first game, then I think I think Purdue has a good chance to win this game. Now they can't. Shoot six. They can't score sixteen points in the first half like they did in the first game. Because I mean, that's just that one. That's just embarrassing. Two, you you're not gonna get lucky like that twice. Um. Yeah. I, I mean I I expect Travian to have a, a another big game just because that's kind of what we're getting accustomed to. But also just because they don't have a guy that can defend him. I really don't. Maybe Bingham, but I mean he gets in foul trouble a lot.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's also, like, I I'm need Sasha to hit du- a couple, like, yeah. at least two threes. It's also, this is kind of sound bad, but Purdue always plays down to the level of its competition. Well, we have this kind of trend to do that. We play good against good teams and bad against bad teams.
0: It's not an always thing. I would say this year and last season, it's common. And I think that's partially because we don't really have a true number one guy. We don't have a Carson, right, yeah. that we can go to. But. That's not that's not something I would say Purdue usually does, right? Like if you just no, look at just a couple years couple ago, seasons. but I would say just this year and last season. But And I think that's because we have young teams and because we don't have the same type of a number one guy that we've had in the last couple of years.
1: Well, and we also don't have guys who can kind of trade it off, right? You look at Ohio State, they have a couple dudes who's like, okay, one of these two or three guys is going for 25. Yeah, so which is like, like right. you look at the Purdue
0: teams just in recent memory, right? You have the Biggie Swanigan years, right? There was He was the number one guy, but you had balance around him, right? You had other guys that, that were very capable. Yeah. Vince Edwards, Haas, Carson off the, the bench, Carson. Dakota, PJ, right? Then you look at years after that, Carson, Klein, Grady, even Harms at that time, right? So it's not as pronounced this year. And again, I think a lot of that's because we have young guys and, and all that jazz, but... I don't know. I it's, it's, certainly expect this game to be a little bit more. Uh, let me rephrase it. I expect this game to be a little less sloppy, right? I think it'll be. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to be w- worse just from also, a I shooting. Also, I hope
1: that s- kind of a resurgent ED will be able to provide like also another nice mm-hmm. little, like soft punch off the bench right there when Trae yeah. has to go. Uh, I
0: yeah. just think. I just think. It's I mean, hard we're a to shoot better
1: than we were that at that point, right? I mean, yeah, definitely looks better. Yeah,
0: and I, I would just say, I just think. It's hard to be worse yeah, shooting wise than shoot that game. Thirty
1: three percent consistently. <laughs> like, just give me, give me thirty three percent from three every single game. The other thing is, and this is what you know, Liam and I have been discussing, and, and what we we talk about. If you want to take that next step, right? And this is kind of where Iowa has a little bit faltered, and why you know teams like Illinois and Ohio State and Michigan have kind of surpassed them. When you're a good team. And you play bad teams in your own conference. Could blow them out. You don't just beat them; you blow them out the gym. You yeah, beat them I by mean, twenty. You beat them by thirty. Right. And, and, I mean, that's that's what Michigan does. And that's, that's the thing what about Illinois does. that's
0: the thing about last night's game that that frustrated me is that you know the first the time last we, time
1: we played them we the ran first, first time, the gym. yeah the first <laughs> time we played
0: Minnesota like a week and a half ago we beat them by twenty right and that's that's the part that just like ah uh, you know I'm missing something and it's and it's that because it's like you beat them one time you can beat them a second time you know I don't it's just uh again it's a it's a young team so i'm not going to go too crazy about it but it is something that you know i'd like to see happen soon
1: i do think though that you know come come interconference play you know come the tournament uh the teams from the Big 10 and the Big 12 they are going to be so happy to play somebody not from the Big 10 and the Big 12 <laughs> They're going to be like, give me some ACC teams. Give me some, give me some. Well, that's some the thing quality. is everybody's,
0: you know, the outside of the Big Ten. Mainly everyone's like, are we sure the Big Ten's actually good? Or are they all just kind of like mediocre and they're all just beating each other? It's like, no, no, no. They're all genuinely like the majority of the Big Ten is they're
1: Top very five good. five or six teams are pretty, right? pretty nuts.
0: And that's the thing is this year I have more confidence than ever that come tournament time when there's like you know nine big 10 teams in the tournament or whatever it is that it will be very apparent that the big 10 is is better because i i'm sorry i'm looking around the country i don't see a whole big lot of teams that, the that that are remotely as competitive as as no. the big 10 teams right you're I mean, gonna I mean, have big 10, some big 10, 12, 12 teams you're gonna have like two acc teams it, it sounds like at this point because acc does not look the very ACC good and uh and then a whole bunch of you know, you Drake. You got the whole Drake uh, situation. They're like seventeen and one. Creighton, all the all the Big East schools. So it, it it's gonna be. I mean, it's I mean, gonna be an interesting East, tournament. Like,
1: to, to be honest with the Big East, like I think, you know, somebody. I mean, we're gonna go into this more with our regular college series. But I think somebody like UConn is gonna be a lot better than some of these teams above them. Uh, yeah, of course. I just think that teams UConn has a history, like UConn teams with an NBA guard tend to smoke people come March time. Mm-hmm. So, and this is a UConn team with an NBA guard. So, I mean, I don't know. Just, just something about UConn teams with small NBA point guards. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: but, um, so this, uh, Michigan state. Yeah. Please let's not make
1: this as stressful as the first time, you know,
0: it's at, it's at Mackey. So hopefully that adds a little extra I'm something, something better. for, uh, for the boilers, but, that is Tuesday night, seven o'clock prime time uh, on ESPN, which is nice to see. Two back-to-back ESPN games. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, and that's uh, that's all I got. Is there anything else you want to add about that game?
1: Not really. Again, I think it's just a case of once we get a if we get a lead, like once we get a lead, please, 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 let's not. like like put the dagger in (laughs) when we have the chance. Like let's not, Well,
0: when you go on a run, stay on a run, right? That's the problem that happened on Minnesota is that we went on a big run and all of a sudden it just got stopped dead in its tracks. And then we just could not, we could not, you know,
1: it's also I think it's a case of of, like, don't try to do too much. Right. It's like when you're up 12 points, that is not the time for like the step back heat check three, right? That is the time to grind out the shot clock
0: yeah, get and, the know, good let look. Let a
1: guy, let a guy whack you. They're gonna be frustrated. Let a guy whack you. Go to the free throw line. You know what I mean? Get him off the floor. Like, just I think it's we we've, we've lagged this a little bit this year. It's just play smart consistently, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is sound dumb, but like, just don't do dumb things, and we'll be fine. Because because when when our teams play smart, I mean, we we hold our own even against the best teams in the Big Ten, right? It's just that we we either shoot really poorly or we make. Two or three really stupid decisions in a five-minute span that just ruined the game for us.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. So, uh, We'll be watching that game Tuesday. We'll have our recap shortly after. Uh, We'll be doing some NBA stuff this weekend, and we'll be doing our college basketball rankings on Monday. So until next time, we'll see you.